opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. You're listening to Real People of Orange County, and I'm your host, Kimberly Martin. This show is a fun and informative look inside the lives of Orange County's best and brightest. These are people who serve their community in a meaningful capacity on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Well, hello and welcome to Real People OC. I am your host, Kimberly Martin, and my guests are calling in. And so I'm assuming that they're going to be on the air here shortly. And I'm, I'm here. Excited. Oh, good. Is Daniel Matos here with me? Are you here? Yes, this is Daniel Matos. Oh, good. Yeah, this is Kimberly Martin. How are you? I'm great. Yourself? I'm wonderful. This you is are... Peter Strifolino. Okay, great. Peter Strifolino. Okay, so my guests today are uh, Chef Daniel Matos and Chef Peter Strifolino from the Orange County um, School of the Arts in Santa Ana. And continuing on with my food theme for this month, because I was so interested in everything going on at the fair, I wanted to share um, a conversation with these two gentlemen because they were an integral part of that culinary promenade that we spoke about last week. And it was kind of fun, so I wanted to welcome them to the air and hear a little bit about their journey, their food journey, and also to talk about um, how OSHA interacted with the fair this year. It was pretty exciting. So welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. Okay, good. Um, I'm playing with the sound a little bit, but um, okay, so the fair, how did it all start? You guys uh, developed a relationship? Yes. or what, Tell me about that. Yes, we uh, started a relationship with Pam Winuk from EOC uh, um, Fair, and we started to collaborate to see how we could work with each other to benefit both both programs, and we just... Um, Came up with the idea of being included in the uh, the culinary stage, the culinary venue that they had there. Uh, it was a perfect outlet to showcase uh, our students' talent, our students' work, and what we do at the school as well. Okay, so how long have the two of you been at the program, the Culinary Arts and Hospitality uh, Mechchen? It's really the Mechchen School of of Culinary Arts and Hospitality, correct? Correct, the Mechchen Family uh, Culinary Arts and Hospitality Conservatory. Okay, how long have the two of you been at that program at OSHA? Peter, we've been there seven years now, right? Did we lose Peter? Oh, we must have lost Peter. Ooh, can you hear me? Oh, I can hear oh. you now. There you go. Okay, yeah, it's been uh, seven years. Okay, seven years, and the two of you really developed this program together. Is that correct? Yes, that's yeah. correct. Okay, I we're going to get the backstory on that, but um, Pam Winuk was on last week and really wanted to encourage the students to, well, not just the students, but anybody coming through the fair to release their inner farmer, which I thought was priceless. And you guys organized the students into demos. And so tell our listeners what type of demos you guys did throughout the fair and are going to continue to do. I think we're, we, we were going to have another guest today, but she's actually giving a demo at 4 o'clock right now at the fair. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Yes, well, we, we, um, we owe a lot of credit to today, um, Tracy Bukalovich. Um, Bella Vague is doing a demo on uh, fresh pasta, a couple of different kinds of fresh pasta. Um, we've had demos on um, making fresh tomato sauce, 
And we really tried to use most all the products out of our rooftop garden that we have at school um, for all our demos. Um, I did a demo on um, pasta with um, all fresh vegetables out of our garden, vegetarians. Um, what else, Dan? Um, there was uh, demonstrations with tacos that uh, Chef Kois, uh did. And right. he had a guest. Yep, the, the three types of tacos. Um, then there was also uh, Chef Avilas, uh, the instructor that um, did some charcuterie. That is not from our garden, but uh, still, <laughs> still very tasty. Um, a variety of different charcuteries, and what? then there was. One of my favorites was uh, your professor, uh, Tracy V, who um, was helping mm-hmm. the kids demonstrate molecular gastronomy. Yes, yes. She demonstrated some chocolate spaghetti, uh, playing with food, and uh, yogurt raviolis. Oh, my. I didn't see the yogurt ravioli. I saw the, um, I think they were doing something that made it look like an egg, but it wasn't an egg. It was kind of like that, a custard. That was the ravioli, yes. Oh, that was that the was ravioli. ravioli. Okay. Yeah, oh. they turned out the kids did a great job. They, um, Tracy did too, and they turned out really well. It was a big hit. Well, it was pretty cool to see that they made OSHA such a featured partner in that uh, culinary promenade. I loved that. So um, the fair is still going on until August 12th, correct? Yes. So if you haven't had a chance to get out there to see that culinary promenade, they did a really lovely job putting it together. And I would love it if you guys would take me back just a little bit and tell me about how you created and developed the, pro- the culinary arts and hospitality program at OSHA. Uh, Peter, can I take a first whack at it? Yep, yep. Um, So uh, Peter and I were recruited uh, by the um, president, uh, the founder of OSHA, to really head up the Colonial Arts and Hospitality Program uh, to be a cutting-edge program geared towards high school students that taught at the college-level curriculum. Uh, so Peter and I came with our background of working in the industry as well as our experience in education and created the curriculum that, again, um, college-geared but designed to uh, keep young students engaged and inspired and in a nurturing environment that um, really lets them flourish uh, so they can become their own you know, chef or manager or just um, learning lifelong skills uh, for, for the future. And what we did was we modeled it. Um, Dan and I both worked at the Art Institute in um, Costa Mesa, which was a, obviously a college, but um, we modeled it after the two-year program there. So these students are getting that plus more um, on a high school level where if they had gone to, to the Art Institute, they would have paid between seventy-five and $80,000 for that education. So this is modeled after that but we feel it's superior to that education. Boy, as as a parent observing it from the outside looking in, it certainly seems like a very hearty and robust program. Also, to to your point of the savings for, for, for a student that was engaged in that and wanted to pursue that as a career, these students really have an option now. They don't have to take culinary in college. They could go pursue... An an, not an ancillary, but a, um, a degree that would support their work and time in the hospitality industry. Is that correct? That's, that's, that's really, that's absolutely right. And Dan's done a really good job of um, throwing that out there because initially when we started the program, 
it was the perception was about being a chef, but it's evolved uh, tremendously. Where most of our students now are going into college and or into the business or into other areas, and they're pursuing things outside of the kitchen, um, whether it be food writing, um, critics, or um, you know, front of the house or different facets, traveling and reporting on traveling. Um, so it's really wide open now, and we're finding that more, much more, a higher percentage of the students are going um, towards that avenue. So it's it's really good. Um, but I, I wanted to say that um, hats are off to these students who volunteered to do the demos at the fair because they, it's really about them and, and um, you know, their they're, um, thirst for wanting to get involved and, and, and uh, volunteering their own time. It's really pretty cool to see them step up and do that. It is pretty impressive, but one of the things that I love about the program that you have built into it is the many opportunities that the students can put themselves out there in the community. There have been such rich experiences where they do, in fact, volunteer, but they are working right alongside one of Orange County's top chefs, watching them at work, uh, serving the meal. They're getting the full experience. One of my favorite events that you've done every year since we've been part of the program is the Orange Homegrown. Do you, can you guys talk a little bit about that and how you've... Um, pulled the students together on that program. They were really an integral part of how they lay out that fundraiser. Right. Um, we've developed a, a great relationship with National Restaurant Association uh, through their ProStar program. Um, and they've, um, since we've been part of their ProStar competition, I think we're kind of making a name for ourselves and they're recognizing that our students have real, not only theory uh, lecture experience from the classroom, uh, but they also have real-world experience. Um, and that's really important for us that um, not only are they learning in theory, but they're putting their, what they're learning into practice. Um, and that's really, that relationship has been cultivated um, to work with the with that event, uh, which is pretty special. Uh, our students are involved with the cooking side of it, the serving side, the execution, um, and they get to, net, like you said, they get to network with other managers, other chefs, and some other students, uh, high school and college students that are also volunteering at events. Now, that event is coming up, I believe, August 24th this year. Is that correct? I believe so, yes. And then they can, people can find out information about that event and attend if you want. If it's not sold out, it's called Orange Homegrown. Is that correct? Yes. I've got those resources right. Okay, good. Um, so... Volunteering is its funny because it's a big part of the school experience for students this year, or not this year, but in this time of, of our society, we really want people to understand the give back. But in the case that you're offering in this program, they're getting back so much by doing the volunteering because they're really getting like, I mean, almost like an intense, un, you know, under pressure environment where they're cooking for large numbers of people. It's it's intense, isn't it, to have the young kids in this environment, isn't it? <laughs> it's um it's great. It's um they're 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 on their best behavior in a lot of ways. Not only do they act professional, they're polite around the guests, but they really in the kitchen or if they're serving or around guests, um, they really have their A game going on. So um, they really, they really step it up, and it's it's great for us to see. We don't always see the best of them, 
um, in the classroom. You know, they're tired. They go through a long day. Um, sometimes they go home and they have hours of homework. But they really step it up when we do these events, and we really get to see the, the best part of them, and it's very impressive. It is, and I would imagine that this is a very important time for a student to figure out if this is a career match for them. Um, I bet you pride yourself on presenting them with a lot of opportunities to do that, because it is a difficult industry, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a difficult industry, but if you love it, it's it's incredibly rewarding. I've been I've been doing it for longer than I want to mention all over the world, and I absolutely still love it. And um, I think that the kids that have the the passion for it are gonna are gonna feel the same way um, down the road. Reflect both of you. Let's start with you, Chef Matos, on your careers a little bit, and then um, you, Strifolino, about your travels. Just share with us a little bit about what a career as a chef is like and what some of these students that do stay in it uh, can hope to uh, find when they're out there being a chef in the world. Um, Well, one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about uh, this program, and I I can speak for Peter as well because we're in a similar boat, I started when I was 14 washing dishes, um, worked in several restaurants throughout high school, uh, was recognized by a counselor. They recommended a college, a university, Johnson Wells University in Rhode Island, and went there, um, attended their program, worked in country clubs throughout there. By the time I graduated, I was recruited into, a ho- into hotels, and I started uh, working for hotels across the U.S. Um, and in Europe. Um, but the idea is that, you know, when I went to school and maybe some of the listeners as well, you know, it was home ec, you know, sewing part of the day and then cooking pasta out of a box and tomato sauce out of a can or something like that. Um, we aren't doing that. This is the students are working with fresh ingredients, um, modern res- classical recipes with modern twists, but still learning the basics, of course, um, and everything's from scratch. Uh, we pride ourselves on exposing the students to as much as possible uh, within the industry, like Chef Peter said, uh, that um, it's just not about the cooking. You know, it's the heart of the kitchen or heart of the restaurant or heart of the hotel, but there's so much more to that. Time management, um, customer relations, planning, cost controls. We dive into food science. We dive into the hospitality side as far as the customer service, hotels. Um, so on and so forth. Um, so it's we're taking our experience from industry and bringing it to that high school level and trying to make it into a fun and engaging way where, like 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 Chef said, that for those that have the passion, it's not work because they love it and we love it. That's such that's a that's such a great point. It's not work if it's your passion. So if you're just tuning in, this is Real People OC. And I'm your host, Kimberly Martin, and I'm pleased to be joined with Chef Peter Strifolino and Chef uh, Daniel Matos over at the Mechgen Family Culinary Arts and Hospitality Conservatory that is part of OSHA, the Orange County School of the Arts. And we're reflecting a little bit on their careers. We just heard from Chef Matos, so Peter Peter Strifolino or Chef Strifolino. (laughs) Um, Tell me a little bit about yours and the travels that you guys, you were able to... uh, take on through this exciting career? 
Yeah, P- Peter's fine. <laughs> um, well, much like Dan, I started out in high school um, in New York, um, working in restaurants, and uh, went to college to be a veterinarian, actually, for a year, um, and then came back and went into the restaurants again and realized that was the environment and the creativity and everything was my passion. So Dan went to Johnson & Wales, but I number one school, by the way, number one college out there. I, I went oh, to the wow. much better school, the Culinary <laughs> Institute of America. Oh, I love this. <laughs> Are you guys having a little bit of rival, college rivalry here, right here no, and here? No, he's from no, New York, no, I'm from Jersey. We you know, know each other kind of like the time. Bridge and Tunnel crew. Yeah, yeah, we we just we uh, we have a good time with it. Anyhow, I went to the CIA. <laughs> I got recruited by Four Seasons Hotels um, in New York City, and I went to work for them and was fortunate. Um, through the years to work with Meridian, uh, Ritz Carlton, Four Seasons, um, and had a, had a just an incredible high end experience. And then I um, broke off on my own and started my own consulting company. And that's when I really was able to. Um, I traveled all, worked all through, all over the world, actually Europe, all over the place. Um, and that was rich in itself because um, just having that travel experience. Is something I would recommend to any anybody, but especially a youngster um, that's out in the world. Just seeing through different people's eyes what goes on in the world and uh, is incredible. So I, I felt very, very fortunate to be able to do that. Um, and then Dan and I, um, I was at the Art Institute. I was hired to, to, to be a consultant to open the Art Institute, and we brought Dan in and. Since then, we've been working together with pretty much the same vision. Um, And one of the things that we like to stress, yes, it's business, it's it's this and that, but it's also about family. And we have a very strong sense of family in our conservatory um, that hopefully rubs off on on these uh, young students um, in a a positive way um, that they can take with them forward in addition to the skills that they get. Sure, as they, um, as they come through the program, yeah. they are definitely enriched by the experience that the two of you have. What I love, you know, you touched on a really important point in your past experience, and I'll share a little bit of yours with ours. We were able to take our son to France last year on an internship, and he worked in a kitchen in a French restaurant where they spoke absolutely no English to him, and he said, Mom, it was pretty imperative that I speak French because I wouldn't have been able to communicate otherwise. But, you know, it's important that the kids learn another language in school. And he'd been Absolutely. studying he'd been studying French for years, which was kind of cool because that's a that's a that's a good language if you want to be in the culinary arts. But I don't think I recognized or realized that you all are teaching the kids a universal language as well. And that is um, the language of food and in the kitchen. And without, if he could have absolutely survived that experience, speaking no French, because I think the way people break bread all over the world is another universal language. Certainly, I think Anthony Bourdain yeah. shared that in his career. And um, a hats off and nod to him for doing that for us. But you guys are teaching almost like a language to the kids, to the students, wouldn't you? say yeah I we hope I, so I, I think that's a great way of putting it and I know I know that's important to Dan as well um, I worked with three star three three star Michelin chefs in France and I spoke okay French not great but when they see somebody with a hard work ethic and somebody who cares and 
somebody who's congenial, um, they make that effort, and the language barrier, it doesn't disappear, but it becomes um, less important, and they make more of an effort to reach out. So that's what Dan and I are trying to, in addition to the cooking skills and the business skills, to try and instill in, in, in these young students that, you know, I mean, looking out for your fellow person. And, I mean, one of my favorite things to do in the world is to have people over and cook for them. I get, and I, I know Dan feels the same way, I just get a great feel of joy after all these years. Still do. That's pretty cool. Okay, so now drawing down on our time a little bit here, let's take the rest of the time that we have to talk about some of the success stories you've had with the program. You have been lucky enough to graduate now three, no, two two graduating classes, or th- is it three? Uh, three, three and approaching four. Approaching four. Okay, so you've had a chance to see what some of your students have done with this uh, foundational education that you've given them. Tell us some of your success stories. You must be excited to share some of those. Sure, sure. Um, we 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 all work very hard, um, and we're we've been lucky that we've recruited a team of faculty members that uh, have the same drive and vision that we do. Uh, and, and collaboratively, the team has worked around the world. And again, we bring that experience to the classroom, the kitchen. We worked on our curriculum, again, like Peter mentioned, designing it towards a college curriculum. And we actually have been recognized by uh, several universities, uh, Johnson Wells University, Cornell of America, um, Orange Coast Community College, uh, that they, we students graduating from our program uh, can earn college credit. Um, we had one student that went off to Johnson Wells. He went into Johnson Wells University earning 18-plus college credits. Um, not even to speak about the number of scholarships that he received uh, from his participation in the program, in competition, as well as all the extra things that he applied for. Um, Other students going to CIA earning uh, three-plus credits, OCC, the same same story. Um, Those are just some of the academic uh, accomplishments, and obviously those credits are all tied to to financials. Uh, And again, saving some money, learning what they're passionate about, uh, being able to focus on um, what maybe we touched on and now they can dive in deeper over something else that they, they really have a love for. Um, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear about the success stories. Um, it's probably too soon because they're not done with their four years of college to see how many of them have pursued careers. But... Um, but I'm guessing I'm guessing that that will start to be part of your legacy, isn't it? I I, I think so. I mean, the, the program is doing exactly what it's designed to do. Um, and I, I I apologize if I'm repeating myself. A student comes to our program, learns a lifelong skills, decides it's not for them. Well, they learned at a young age, saving a great deal of money and time when they go to college, university, or they know exactly what they want to do, they stay within the industry that they've been trained in, and they're ahead of other other students going to university. Or they decide they're not ready for the next level of education, or they want to take some time off, and they're, they're traveling. And we have students in all those three arenas that are, that are successful. That's got to um, be... 
That's got to be very rewarding. Reflect for just a brief minute. We have another minute of time on where you want this program to go and and um, what your hopes are for it in the future. To the moon. Peter, would you like to? <laughs> yeah. Peter? To the moon. Huh? <laughs> Did to you the say moon. to the moon? Okay. <laughs> we, no, we just... Um, I'm having some headphone really, issues. We work, so work really hard at just trying to take input from both students and the industry and put that into our curriculum and outside activities to try and promote um, more goodwill and, and um, a better quality education in today's life. Awesome. Awesome. I love the goals. I love your passion and enthusiasm for it. And I have to, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that at the uh, registration tables yesterday and the previous days, you guys were selling uh, quail eggs. And I just, I just got the biggest smile out of that. I love the fact that you have built a coop up there for (laughs) quail and are, are basically harvesting your own eggs alongside of all the beautiful vegetables that you guys are working with in the garden. It's, it's very pleasing to see as a parent. Well, we have to say that we, we have some parents that are incredible. I know we're out yeah. of time, but um, we have several parents that, um, we have a lot of parents that kick in, and one of them built that coop for us and helped us with it. But we have a plethora of parents that give their time and, and uh, work so hard to help us try and be successful. Well, it's an impressive, it certainly shows um, all your hard work and effort in the output that the students do. Every event I've been to, the food's amazing, the kids are amazing, and um, they all look very, very enriched and, and happy about what, what their program is offering them. So it's, it's just you. a wonderful reward to see that, and I'm sure you guys must be very proud. Indeed, indeed, thank you. All right, well, thank Some you for your, time. oh, go ahead. Did you have a final thought? No, no. Thank you. Okay, yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining on the air. I'm going to um, uh, say goodbye to both of you and then go on to um, the next thing, which is um, the passing of Leo Zlacket. And I want to share the story with you because it's pretty. It's a pretty incredible thing. Staying on the food theme, um, Leo Zlacket is... Um, well, he's a, he's certainly was a, um, I know him through a family friend, but I wanted to read this article um, by Jim uh, Torlatano with the Orange County Register. It kind of sums up the experience of, of kind of like a passing of a generation, and I want to share the article with you. So... I'll read it for you. If there was one institution in Garden Grove that connected the community's early rural days to its busy and crowded present, it was Lackett's Market on Main Street, a family business established in 1927. That's amazing. Generations of locals made weekly or even daily stops at the small but mighty store going in to buy meats, cheeses, soda pop, and a myriad of other things. When it closed down in 2014, um, long timers in the town had reason to mourn. This week, Leo Zlacket, the last owner of the market, passed away, giving us all more reason to wear the black crepe in our hearts. Leo was 77 when he died, and in that too short a life, he saw the city's down t- um, downtown change from the center of a modest agricultural town to the historic heart of an urban metropolis. In those years, he worked and led, fed us, swept up, and swapped tables, or swapped tales. 
Stepping into Zlacket's market was a bit of a time travel. With the glowing Purex, of, um, Purex clock <laughs> on the back wall and the Nesbit orange soda in the cooler near the door, I didn't know Leo as well as some, but nearly every encounter with him was pleasant and rewarding. We brought our Thanksgiving turkeys. They, people bought their Thanksgiving turkeys from him and his wife, and his wife Virginia. And if you needed some exotic cheeses, he would find a way to order it for you. If you wanted to hear the latest buzz on Main Street, originally was Euclid Street, well, he would have some of that for you too. No extra charge. He was a modest man who appreciated the ironies of life and didn't mind poking a little fun at himself. We often exchanged non-heroic stories about our stints in the military reserve units. One stood out... Um, that when he called the Battle of Watts, a cook for a National Guard unit on his way to a field exercise in Camp San Luis Obispo, his whole convoy was turned around midway and sent south to help restore order during that riot in the summer of 1965. Appropriately enough for a chef, he found himself standing guard with an M1 rifle outside Ralph's supermarket. As the saying goes, all gave some. As the city changed and buying habits changed, Zlacket's market found its place in the 21st century economy getting more and more tentative. Toward the end, the market was kept open as much as a gift to the community as it was as a business. Like his market with its neon sign and blue awning, Leo Zlacket was a gift to the community as well. He helped see it through breakneck change and good and bad times. Together with Virginia and their son, David, the family donated more, um, their son David, the family donated more and volunteered much more time than their share. It's said that Leo loved Garden Grove. It's fair to say that a lot of Garden Grove loved him back. And I loved that post. I attended the service for Leo's Lackett. Um, what a big family. What a big turnout. There were so many people there to share in the joy of his life and also to remember what he brought to um, what was then a tiny community and what grew. And I, I loved that somebody said at, um, as they were sharing their remarks that, that Leo and his wife Virginia were as close to royalty that Garden Grove ever saw. And I just, it was so pleasing to me. So I wanted to share that story with you because Real People OC is, is really about shining the light on people that form community. And, well, that just makes me happy to share that with all of you. So um, I hope you all have a great rest of your day and enjoying the programming that we have to here to offer at KUCI. So stay tuned for the next one.